0: Ben Harbor, Michigan is a unique place on the lake that is home to less than 10,000 people with the hearts of one million. From the outside looking in, there's a strong emphasis on place, the location on the lake and easy access to I-94. But for this series, it focuses on the people. And their view of leadership, influence, and power, and how it impacts the 49022. So, welcome back to this series for the Please Do Tell podcast, Everyday People of the 49022. And again, we are just talking to community residents around the topics of leadership, influence, and power. And today, we're joined by Larry. Yeah, yeah, how's it (laughs) going? Good to have you back with us. And, um, We're going to wrap up our conversation with him and listen to some of his story and the voices of the community. So let's get started. All right, Larry. So... We've been talking before about these topics of leadership, influence, and power. So this next conversation that you had is with someone that we know, I would say, pretty well. So tell me why you decided to interview Corey and what that conversation was like compared to your other conversations.
1: Um, I decided to interview him because he's a he, he pretty well-rounded guy. Um, he He's he always positive. He's always looking for positive things to say about people and he was good at working with people. You know, and he, he was excited to do it as well. He had kind of asked about what we had going on and I uh, approached him about it. And he was pretty excited to do it and, and just talk and give his view on those, those different um, topics.
0: All right. So when you collected this conversation, um, like what was, I guess I want to know more about um, even diving a little bit deeper with Corey, like what's kind of his background. Sometimes we're we're interested about the voices that we're hearing and we don't know a whole lot about them. Does he really talk about that in depth in your interview about his background and why he does what he does?
1: Yeah, he talked about um, why he works at the um, boys and girls club, the teen center. And he talked about how he just always wanted to work with children and how he really enjoy what he does. You know, he was just talking about his role and how his role helps, you know, with the kids. So, you know, it's good to see people enjoying what they do. You know, a lot of times you get the jobs and you dread going to work. I think he really enjoys what he's doing and working with people and, you know, the youth.
0: Yeah. So, you know, being formally employed, with the organization, um, he breaks down within his interview, which I think was very well, how influence leadership, I mean, he, I mean, he was hitting points and it was like really, really good. I was, I even re-listened to it before, um, our conversation today. So I want to jump right into what he, when he talks about influence, Is that okay with you?
1: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah.
0: All right. Um, <coughs>
1: But he just talked about influence and how just he looks at influence and how a lot of things just influences them as far as from the children. You know, a lot of people like, you know, when you think of influence, they think, oh, just the children are being influenced. But we as adults can be influenced by by the children. You, you know, a lot of them influence me. Listening to the, the new music. they always say they get me hip. You know, they get me hip to what's going on. I'm, I'm old, what they call me. So, um <laughs> But he just talked about how the youth uh, influences him and um, the youth, the, um, the job he does, work, the people that he works with, some of his family. You know, he was, uh, I can say, he just a pretty well-rounded dude. So he got a lot of in-depth into it. And uh, he, he didn't talk about how the kids are just getting influenced by the music or different things. He just talked about, he, he kind of shared a more positive light on what the question I asked was versus before and in other view, interviews, it was kind of negative.
0: Okay. So,
1: so that was, it was a good, it was good to see the different change of a uh, change of view.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's listen to a little bit of what Corey has to say.
2: Uh, To me, influence in the community is anybody that you can identify with that's doing something positive, constructive, um, that can help push the community forward. And what I mean by that is you have teens, for example, Winner, uh, who actually uh, went all the way to nationals the first time ever. Her name is Takedra Masters. Um, She's doing positive things in the community for the teens, changing the narrative of Ben Harvey kids. And then you also have the mayor, Mohammed who's been doing, uh, I feel like been doing a good job. Like we're actually seeing streets uh, actually getting redone. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't know all about politics in the background, but you know, we get things like you got Corey Corey Sterling, who was the basketball coach who brought a national championship to the city. Um, And then there's just a lot of uh, people in the community that also pushes it forward from working at the Boys and Girls Club or any other non for profit or just a a regular um, citizen Mm -hmm. that pays taxes in the city. You know what I'm saying? So um I think it's a lot of people that give back in the community that help push it forward. Okay.
0: So he ranges from teenagers to adults of mm-hmm. influence. So that's kind of going back to what you were saying about, you know, adults or the music just influencing the kids. They're influencing each other.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It can have that positive influence. Or it can have that negative influence, you know, with the kids, being. A lot of times with being a follower, you know, we're trying to pick out the following and leaders, you know, so they can't have that influence, whether it be positive or negative.
0: So Corey gave an example of. Of leadership, because even throughout your your conversation with Corey, you you kind of bounce back and forth between influence, leadership, and power, which I thought was pretty cool. So I think the next part of the interview that we want to listen to, he starts to talk about leadership, and then he goes into an example of a teen being a leader without really not I be really not identifying as one. Yeah. Okay.
1: Which I thought was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I know this clip is a little bit longer, but it's going to be worth it. So let's get started.
1: When we think of leadership in this community, what does that look like?
2: Um, leadership in a in a community to me is um, anytime you got someone that'll go against the norm. So okay. you have people that challenge the process, but sometimes they get looked at not in a good way, by the community. And I go back and I only can speak from my personal experience. So working here at the club, the club gets a bad look from the community. Mm. And it's crazy because we're right smack dab in the community. But then you have to figure out, well, why is it, you know, just the root of it? Why does it get looked in that way? So when it goes back to leadership, who is in leadership? We have to trust these people in leadership. It's just like government, presidency, mm-hmm. or anything like that. When you put these people in power and they burn you, it's like, well, how many times am I, am I going to get burned? Mm-hmm. So there are leaders out there. But do we have the right leader that we can put on the forefront? And can we all support them? You know, everybody can't be on the forefront. Everybody has to have roles. Can mm-hmm. we not be jealous of who may be getting the publicity or the credit? We all have to do our due diligence. So I think it's there, but I feel like it could be better. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. So before we get to the example of the teen, let's talk about what he said that you can be a great place or a place where people should go, but leadership can really tarnish a relationship with a community between an organization or a corporation. You can re- if if you look at the leadership, it's like, no. Who's going to be responsible of this mission or this initiative going forward? Just how important that is. Let's talk about that for a second. Um,
1: and I keep was saying uh, in the interview that uh, just taking your place. You know, a lot of people don't wanna don't wanna follow. You know, a lot of people want to be in the forefront. Some people don't like to be in the forefront, which some of we talked about more in the interview too as well. He don't. He didn't like to be in the forefront. Me as well. I don't like to be in the forefront. I like to help where I can help, do what I can do, and I'm out. I'm out of there, you know. But um, we just got to we got to learn how to follow better, you know. Um, a lot of people have an issue with that, you know, just following a good leader. You know, I, I mean, it's common sense not to just follow anybody, you know. But following a good leader, that's how we can keep this city moving forward. Like right, like right now, Muhammad is as our leader of pretty much of our city for us being the mayor you know and i'm not saying everything is right but not everything is wrong like you said some things are getting done you know instead of trying to fight with with the leadership let's see how we maybe can help the leadership and and follow as well you know you know like i said people all the time talk about this and negative and negative but go to no city hall meetings that's something that we just need to start doing or the school board they don't want to go no school board meeting, but they got so many opinions Mm-hmm. So just, I think people just gotta start working together yeah. more in this community. It's it's a lack of people want to just follow it. It's too many clicks. Everybody wanna do this and be with this click. I'm with this click, I'm with this click. We won't move forward like that because everybody's scattered around.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everybody's scattered. So that's why I kind of go with that.
0: Yeah, and it made me even think about um a lot of people that come into the city, they're like, gosh, it's a church on every corner. Yeah. It's also a liquor store and everything. I was just saying, I'm not a church it's know, a, liquor, like, a liquor store. So it's it's uh oh, I want to branch out and do my own, or I want to branch out and make my own money. And I'm talking about convenience stores or whatever. But if we really look at their system, a lot of the convenience stores are related, so they are working together.
1: They're working together,
0: you know. So it's it's a it's something that we can. That we used to do, and that we need to go back to, and I know he talks a lot about that towards the end of his interview, and we'll talk about that too. Where identifying leaders from back in the day, and knowing that there were people in the background playing huge roles yeah. to make sure that yep. person or that mission was moving forward.
1: Even even with some of the some of the churches, like you just like you just said, the church on every corner. It's a, it's a lot of good, you know, pastors, a lot of good preachers, a lot of good leaders. It's it's a, it's a lot of them. But so many of them choose to leave from under leadership. That's why we got so many churches and it's 15 people at church, you know, because they left from under they leader. oh, well, I was called to do this, and now I got to get my own church. So now each church got 12, 15 members. You got three, four members at church. You could have stayed under this leader and you guys could have grew together. And I think it'd be more powerful. I know they say two or three in the midst, it can work. And I understand that. Well, I'm going to go Bible. But... <laughs> as a community, I think we can move forward with numbers, you know, so I guess I won't go biblical here, but yeah.
0: Okay. So as we said before there, Corey gave a, I think a really good example of a teen, um, not, not identifying as a leader and then going through um, a process and, actually becoming a leader on the other end of that so let's quick listen to that all right i'm gonna do something and i don't
2: want to do it i'm not gonna be here so so one day he came in
1: okay can you tell me about a time when you saw someone demonstrate leadership
2: um yes um i'm going to give an example of a team you know primarily you know my personal experience and one that just come to mind is um I had a team who didn't like programming. Um, I'm not going to say, you know, his full name. Um, I'm Mr. Johnson. You know, we call him Mr. Johnson. Um, every day he just wouldn't come to program. So one day he came in, I gave him an ultimatum like, Hey, either you come in the program today or you're not going to be able to come in the club. He looked me dead in my face and walked out. Right. Came back the next day. I said, Hey, you got to run this program or you're not coming into the club. Mm-hmm. Once again, he walked out. So he, I respected him because he made, he made a choice. You know, like he made a choice. Like, you know what? You know, instead of being here acting like I'm going to do something and I don't want to do it, I'm not going to be here. So, mm-hmm. you know, I respected that. But then when he came back two weeks later or whatever, this still stood. He yeah. knew what was up when he seen me. Hey, you got to run a program. I say all that to say this. So we finally got him to run the program. And from him running that program, he's seen the impact that it had. So now he was an older cat. He was probably like a senior at the time. Okay. So now he became an advocate for the program and was helping me recruit freshmen and sophomores to go to the program. Okay. I felt that that was a great um, deal of showing leadership coming from someone who didn't even come to the program, who said, you know what, I'd rather not be in the club than come to the program to advocate for the program. And that shows a uh, uh, leadership that, that was demonstrated. um also too
0: Now, I've witnessed Corey do stuff like this, and I'm just like, "That's right. That's how you do it. That's how But it's like, no, I got some you want." Mhm, and vice versa. You yep. want to get in here, but I also want you to get this knowledge that we that we're trying to get to. Yep. So, this is a two way street. It happens
1: it happens all the time. I got to get some. We come in, like, hey, want to play basketball? I'm gonna need some group time, I, you know, because like I say you got to get the knowledge. That's that's the main purpose of the place. You know, that's the main purpose is helping the kids and trying to guide them to be productive in the society. So we want them to play basketball and. Get in shape and stay fit and all that good stuff, too. But we want them to get the, the good stuff, too. They can get up here.
0: All right. So um, we're going to go into the next piece of Corey's interview. And I wrote it down as believing in yourself. So let's listen to it. And then. Yeah, let's listen to that. And then he's going to also talk about. Um, more money, more influence. So we're going to tie that all together.
2: Okay. Um, Another form of uh, of leadership I've seen is just um, people just step up and feel and feel voids and and be there for one another. Like I see, I seen a few things in the community and a lot, I would say more now it's, I don't know if it's because of COVID or anything that's going on. But a lot of people are believing in themselves, stepping mm-hmm. up and saying, you know, I'm not waiting for things anymore. I'm going to go out and get it, you know? And 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 I really appreciate that because all it takes is somebody to inspire you to go out and, you know, be a better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: So I wanted to play that clip because in the previous episodes, even the conversation that Perry had with, I believe it was Toya, apprentice and basically doing that softball league during COVID. It was like, we're not waiting on anybody. We're going to pull our resources together and we're just going to do it. And so when he said, believing in yourself, that's automatically where I, where I went, even during COVID, have you seen any examples like what Corey is talking about with people just saying like, you know what, I'm not going to wait. I'm just going to do it.
1: I've seen, and it's surprisingly, with COVID going on, I've seen more businesses open. I've been seeing more people just getting out and grinding and just trying to better themselves. Cause like if if you a mess yourself, you know, you you can't give to the community, you know, you can't give to your family, you, you can't if you a mess yourself. So I see a lot of people just really getting themselves together, a lot of people getting LLCs, a lot of people just trying to move forward in progress. Since this COVID been going on, you know, even with myself, I kind of got more, more, more on the grind with my music and getting things ready. And that it's like I needed that time. You know, um, I left a I, I got left a job and um things just been better for me since and it was like maybe a few months after the COVID started, but things just been better for me as far as you know, far as COVID. You know, I was able to focus better doing a little better with my health thing, you know, it it just, I I was stressed. So this COVID kind of just just, you know, just it got me kind of together. So I seen a lot of positive come out of the COVID. I wish it go away and we can get something. They got the vaccine going by. I just, I seen a lot of positive from it and a lot of people just really trying to go get it and, you know, better themselves.
0: Yeah. Well, another positive thing that happened is this series. We were able to do The interviews, social distancing and recording. And so, yeah, there is some some really amazing things and people stepping up and just getting stuff done during this time. So that is a positive. So when Corey talks about um, having the most money, having the most influence, we need to listen to that and then talk about it. Okay. Okay.
2: From culture, the most influence would be uh, the people who have the most money. You know, it's not a it's not a good thing to say, but I'm just looking at it from me being a kid to seeing the cycle. The people who have the most money are the ones who typically have the most influence over uh, the people. Mm -hmm. Um, that's and that's where the narrative needs to change far as leadership that that goes hand in hand so why can't the people with the money partner with the people with the knowledge and make their resources work together for the greater good you know um i'm a big believer in people can change you know no one should be condemned like you know who am i to say how are you to get your money and things of that nature but as uh, far as influence in the community, a lot of the people who have money, who may have uh, done it illegally, you know, scam the government or anything like that, they have uh, influence over uh, the, the culture, and you know, it's just changing that narrative and saying like, hey, we we could do things the legal way too, and still have impact. There's other ways to break free from the financial burden and the stress that you know we suffer as a community. Okay.
0: I feel like it's always been like that. Yeah. (laughs) It's always been like that. Because I'm thinking about even myself growing up and always loving um, the classic cars that we would call them old school cars. But I wasn't one that can afford one. I mean, that's still on my list of things to do. But um I admired the people that would buy the old school cars, fix them up, put the rims on them, get the little funky paint job, and I'm like, gosh, one day that's gonna be me. And not even <laughs> thinking, about, <laughs> not even thinking about like, well, what they do to get that money. But I never cared. And it's still to this day, I'm like, but I like it. That's what I want. But I guess finding different ways to even engage that part of influence because their influence is in their own right. They're, they're actually influencing each other to fix up these cars. And I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but that's what it made me think about. Like, okay. When he says more money, more influence, that's what influenced me as a young person, even now, like, what do I have to do to to get something like that?
1: And that's what, you know, um, everybody inspires to have nice things, you know, and, and that's just, that's been realistic, what they call, they say, now, nah, keeping it 100. You know, everybody would ha- like to have a nice car. Everyone would like to have a nice home, you know, no matter how they get it. You know, I'm I'm not going that deep. Yeah. But like, everybody likes to have nice things. So, when you see people with those nice things and the nice car, the nice clothes, the, it's just nice, they got a nice watch, they got everything nice. You kind of look at that person, almost like look up, like look, look at that person, kind of look up to them, you know. And that's why I say I always say it's easier for the kids to do things like that. And that's why um, when working with my job and working with the youth, I want to start bringing in more more positive people. You know that 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 make good money. You know that has a nice car. You know because it's not just negative ways to get it. You know what I mean? I just always want to share that 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 positive light instead of that negative because you don't got to get it the, the negative way. And I'm not trying to down nobody in this. You know, but just saying. You can you can do it. I know a lot of young men, you know. I do Passport to Manhood. I know a lot of young men that's in, in this community that has nice things, nice cars, you know, and just like I said, start bringing them in and just showing these positive role models in, in Ben Harbor. They're here. You know, we, we gotta talk to them and reach out to them and start working together as a community. I say everybody just so divided. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanna no nobody wanna follow. Like I can say nobody wanna follow everybody just want to be the fourth they, A lot of people don't even want to lead. They just want to be in the forefront. Hmm. They don't want to put in no work. They don't want to do nothing. They just want their face to be there. (laughs) You know? So, something he talked about through the interview, just knowing your role. Everybody just got to find their role and do the best they can do at that role, you know? And I'm I'm all for it. Like I said, I don't want to be in the forefront myself, but I'm willing to do my role. Listen,
0: I'm just... um... As I said, I just want to have my little old school and ride around with the top down. and the. <laughs> hey, the,
1: the old schools, they a little more expensive than they used to be. I know. They, they went other. Oh.
0: Sheesh. I know. So I I did mark off something else, but I did not put a title by it. So that means it's probably extra important. So we're going to listen to It's a short clip. It's probably about 30 seconds. So, okay. Uh, with all of the credit for it, neither. So, um, I, <clears throat> who wants
2: that notoriety? Who wants to be like, well, I did this and I did that, and you know, now you're gonna have a conflict of interest. Yeah, you know, because this person getting all the notoriety when the other person then done all the work. Mm-hmm. So it's just being on the same page with whoever's, you know, what I'm saying whoever you want to be the face, and, and and definitely, um, giving giving it back, reciprocating the same energy. Just because you're the face of something doesn't mean that you have to take all of the credit for it, neither. So um, I definitely feel like it's a lot of pressure with being in leadership um, due to the fact that it's it's a power struggle almost. You know, it's it's just a power struggle. We just have to work together, have an agenda, have a plan, stick to it and execute it. Okay. Um,
0: That's why. Because he talked about the power struggles in leadership.
1: And and they they definitely there. They're definitely there. So I guess I'm going to say
0: <laughs> no, I, I guess I'm thinking about as far as even being an example for the young people, if mm-hmm. we don't show them how to work together, then how will they realize how to do it or the right way to do it? But if everyone's mm-hmm. in a power struggle and it's like, well, you were in the paper last week, so now I'm going to be in the paper this week. And it's just like, are we focused yeah. on the goal or not? And who are we doing this for?
1: And that's a lot of time to issue, you know, when we got these problems and, hey, is, is it is it about the kids or is it about this or is it about that, you know, a lot of people just got their own agenda, you know, they got their own agenda, you know, and I know I sound like a broken record about just saying, follow your role and finding that role and sticking to it and do the best at it, you know, that you can do, you know, it's um, just not enough of that, you know, nobody want to. Like I see, I see so much negative, you know. Somebody, hey, it's a, um, I'm trying to think of something silly they say. I mean, it it just be anything, you know. And they just get on the mayor about it. It's just like, hey, this street ain't shoveled yet. For instance, you know, this street ain't shoveled yet. They want to Facebook the mayor. And it's just like, what? Do you want him to come out there with his son and, and do your driveway so you can go to work? It's city workers. And and it takes time for them to get there. You know, like I, I, I said, hey, if you, if you need to call, hey, I'm stuck. Or maybe they'll come help. You. I don't know, but I just get tired of the blame just being put on the mayor for it. Like I say, it's a whole system that they go through. You know, with the city workers, and that's their responsibility. And I, most of the time, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna get to it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: sometimes they might not. You know, I, I know, I know, you know. But don't condemn for it, you know. I mean, maybe we can get more, more brothers out here helping out in the community. You know, it it, it gets rough sometimes. People got to work at six in the morning. You can't get everywhere. But they just everybody just dwells on the negative, you yeah. know, versus when you put those kind of posts, everybody laughing. It, it gets a lot of traffic. Yeah. You know, put, put some of that energy towards hey, JoJo or uh, Don Don or Donnie, they they, they they plowing. You know, start sharing that. So you can get more people out in the community. Hey, he, now, now they making money. Your driveway getting shoveled. You getting to work. Everybody happy.
0: Yeah. Instead, of all,
1: instead of all the negative energy that we put out. There's a lot of negative energy they put out and just blame and blame. And it's just, it's time to stop it. You know, I'm just so sick of it. So, yeah, that's just, yeah, it, it <laughs> gets on me.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I, I hate to see them posts. You know, it's all the negative stuff. I hate to see it. I hate to see it.
0: I said, "Well, they're going, I'm over here, just happy that I can go down Union in peace.
1: Yeah, you know that bridge, Our
0: Empire.
1: You know that bridge is just like,
0: yes.
1: You know, but it probably didn't send a few people to Bell Tire. It didn't, you know, send them to the tire and get to high school. You your car you can't even. You have to just go a whole nother route. So we are having some progress, you know. Um, I had one lady, hey. Like you just said Union, for instance. One lady, um, I was out doing another job, and a um, lady said, um, "Excuse me." The young lady stated, um, "They driving too fast down Union." Now, you know, she wanted to contact the mayor about to be like, "What do you want him to do about that?" That they driving too, I don't know, they want speed bumps in the middle of all the streets, or are like they put in the complexes, or what?
0: Oh, please don't!
1: But you can't satisfy everybody. Yeah. you can't, yeah you know, so yeah, the, I just the negative, you know we, we gotta focus more on the positive, yeah, more on the positive, you know, we'll feel better, and I people all say smile more, and you'll feel better, yeah, you know, focus on the positive, so so much negative energy,
0: and even the positive with this, is like we couldn't get to everybody, we couldn't interview everybody. Yeah. And those that said yes, then yes, we move forward. But let's also celebrate that this is something that is for the community. I'm talking about this series for mm-hmm. the community. And we're actually hearing from people within the community that are just, as they say, we're just regular smagular residents. We we don't hold no title for none. Or if we do, we don't want you to talk about it. But we these are the things that we are observing as residents of this community. So that's another thing too. So that kind of segues into, he talks about inspiration. So let's listen to what Corey has to say about that. Oh Lord, I don't know if this is a zero or one. Man, my handwriting. I'm gonna just start at the 11 minute mark.
1: Okay. Your interview is totally different from anybody's that that I've done this with mm-hmm. since I've been since i done it. Um, cause you you like you okay, said so you look at everything for inspiration and different things. It, it was so much negative that I got in these other interviews. You know, I like, you don't know who it is, so it right. don't matter. But yeah, it was a lot of negative, you know, about this and that, beating this down and beating this down. Even like when you said with the mayor. Um getting some stuff done. You know, a lot of people looking positive. okay, like, like everything to happen overnight. And there's everything is a process. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like and I and I think, he's doing okay. I think he's doing okay. You know what I'm saying? Like that bridge been like that before he came there. It, it's getting mm-hmm. fixed now. It, it's one of the raggediest things in the town. It's getting fixed now. You know, I just see I'm seeing progress, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing them make relationships with, with different organizations, trying to keep the city moving forward. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it, I just say it's it been a little different. Um What does power and influence look like in this community? Power and influence.
2: Uh, I keep it simple. So you can look at it from multiple ways. When you look at power, normally what comes with power? Money. Money, yep. You see what I'm saying? So it all goes back to, if you got the power, if you got the money, you can control just about anything, Mm -hmm. right? Because everybody, you know, it's it's a human life. We want to be financially straight. We want to succeed and things like that. So if you got the money, you can do essentially whatever you want to do. You can you can buy power with money. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You can buy power. So when you look at power and influence, it, to me, it, it just goes back to, you know what I'm saying, one, the people with money, and then two, the people in the places of power that could change things. So you can even use the mayor. He's in a yeah. powerful position. Yeah. You know, he ain't got no, I, ain't, I don't know his finances. I'm yeah. not saying anything like that, but he's in a powerful position position, but then you got the other side of other people that's in powerful positions too, because of money.
1: An interview I did with another person um, when we talked about power, they brought up um, Whirlpool. Whirlpool is our community and I can say, they they the money maker here. Um, but I, I I told her like, they got the, I think they got a lot of power but they don't got a lot of influence on the community as a whole. Mm-hmm. What, what would you say about that?
0: So before we hear his answer, that's going to go into something that he brought up as far as the spending power within this community. But when you, let's talk about, because that was more of you talking on inspiration versus Corey. Well, it was kind of both because he's, he is an observer. He is knowing Corey. He is an observer. He will kind of see what's going on, feel people out and move accordingly so what what did you think when he said that or when you all were talking about that because you talked about his interview was totally different from the others because he sit back and he watches everybody he doesn't just watch this one he watches everybody
1: like like i kind of had stated how you know it, it was just more positive you know um i think to his um his interview and, you know, he talked. He just talked about, you know, maybe some solutions to some of the problems, you know, not just the problem. He kind of talked about some solutions and how we can fix some of those things. And I think they could be easy fixes. You know, people just willing to do their part, you know, but um, it was just different. Like I guess I had a lot more negative, you know, about the community, which I'm not going to talk about the whole community. It's just a positive what's going on. You know, people telling me what they see, you know, or th- their opinions. You know, this wasn't no you right or wrong thing either. So, I was just happy to um, interview somebody and just and just to share it positive on Ben Harper. Like I said, through this interview, I'm about positivity. You know, my little slogan. I try to go, hey, live in peace. You know, I want everybody to just live in peace. You know, and however that peace, whatever that peace may be to you, you know, I, I want you just to live in that. You know. Instead of just always the rest in peace. And we see a lot of that going on in the community.
0: Yeah.
1: So just um just him shedding positive lights on different things. You know, he talked in a further interview, he just talked about his influence. You know, his influence was a family member, you know. It's not it wasn't nobody from TV, it was nobody, you know, no celebrity thing, you know, or somebody with a whole bunch of money. It was his hard-working
0: brother. family member,
1: his brother. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was, you know, so I'd love that. Yeah. So it was just um. Yeah, I don't rumble on run on <laughs> sentence, but yeah. <laughs> just a just a positive light. Yeah. Was, you know, I always enjoy talking to Corey because Corey can Corey got a lot of, you know, insight on it. he observed he, he you know, yeah. you got you're gonna have a good conversation, you know. So I, I enjoyed the conversation.
0: <laughs> I was just thinking about the conversations that Corey w- and I would have at work. And next thing you know, an hour then went by and we like, oh oh yeah we we are working but it was (laughs) (laughs) we're working but we're also talking about or we're we're um both sharing our stories with teenagers about college life and they just Mm -hmm. like what like what yeah no we're gonna tell you what really happened to us in college So this is how you're gonna navigate but um yeah Corey's a cool dude cool dude and um But this next part, when he talks about whirlpool, and when you even asked him the question about having the power, which is the funds, but not exactly having the influence that maybe, I don't know if they do or they don't want. I don't know. Maybe they just want to be in the community and just give back. Not sure. But you all kind of go back and go into that a little bit, and then we're going to go right into what he talks about, our spending power in this community.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, I would I would agree because when you think that's a billion dollar corporation, right? You got to think you said you're right. You got a billion dollar corporation down the street, but the city's struggling, right? Exactly. Which lets you know that everything is systematic. So you have to figure out what the root is to that system and how can we tackle it. I always say, as a culture, we we wait for a savior. I I, I don't want to get too religious and stuff like that, but if you know jesus white blue eyes or whatever that's the savior yeah. right so everything is constructed to save us what we have to do is we have to save ourselves you know what i'm saying and, and it's tougher it, it's not going to be easy but we have to save ourselves so when you look at that we have to work together economics mm-hmm. everything is economics ben harbour is a renter's city which means we ain't really paying property taxes like that mm-hmm. you have to have ownership when you go and you look at differences the differences are you have more homeowners in other districts than been Harbor, mm-hmm. So now you got this the tax money that can help. You got to think even to go back with the city income tax, that helped. Yes, yeah. we got some money took out of our checks, but that helped the city. exactly. Right? So imagine if you got property taxes going into, you know, like just little mm-hmm. things like that. That's going to help. Now we're not essentially waiting on Whirlpool because now we're building our own. Communities and, like I say, it's, it's history. It's a lot of things that can go into it because it's not all our fault. You know, I'm yeah. not just gonna say, say it's our fault. We gotta pull ourselves up. Things were designed and put in place for us to fail. Yeah. So everything we see is just the benefits of a, a system that's working. Yeah. Right. But what we have to do is identify the root. How can we better the community? Mm. It's ownership. Because if we own something, they can't take it away. We ultimately have to say so. We have the black dollars to make a difference in the community.
0: True, true, true. All right. <laughs> when Corey said that, I automatically, because I've never lived in the city limit, so I could never mm-hmm. vote for mayor or anything that that went down in the city. Well, when he said the city tax and I was over, I can remember when it passed and I was just like, oh, how much are they going to take out of my check? Like, am I going to feel it? And then you see within a matter of months, it seems like things started to turn around. It's like, okay, we're collecting the money. This is what we're doing. Or things started to change. And I was like, all right, this is, this is okay. So I was at first one of those people like, dang, well, I can't really say nothing. Cause they only taking point five 0.5% out of my check. They're not taking the whole one. Cause I'm only working within the city limits. I'm not mm. living within the city limits, but just thinking about like, man, how much that helps. But going back to him saying that this is a renter city, and I said, hmm, yeah,
2: Ugh. yeah.
1: It, it was just a lot of people complaining like when that was when that was brought about because. They didn't have any information on it. They didn't know what it was about. They had never done it before. They didn't know anything about it. And they didn't care to go get the information about it. Everybody it's not hurting nobody's um, account. You know, it's, it's a lot of money going on going around right now. <laughs> it ain't hurting nobody account. It, it's not, you know, so it's just like it was a lot of more negative. Oh, why are they going to try to do this? Why, why you want to do this? And why It helped. You know now we're seeing some some progress. we're seeing what it's going to we're seeing what's happening you know so it's it's probably everybody's so quick to judge and be negative again, yeah, yeah, you know, but yeah, um, what he just talked about, you know it was just like okay, you know self-explanatory like i I only ain't got too much to say on it, you know, it just but they say period, <laughs> But he said period <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, but I think that this is a renter city hit different. Yeah. Because even when you, where we are downtown, you look around a lot of the buildings, it's like, it's not owned by anybody that looks like us. No. So, um, but, but yeah, and still we're renting the spaces. Yeah. And it's totally different on the other side of the bridge. So, Um. Let's talk about, um, so we have two more points that we want to hit with Corey and Mm -hmm. then um, you and I are going to chat, but um, so let's jump in the next thing that he talks about. And I believe it's talking about defining our own.
2: Platform. Mm -hmm. Not that if the message is right or wrong, it's the platform. It's more of who says it. Right, I'm a, I'm a fan of what's right, not who is right. Okay, what is right? You know, what I'm saying I don't care what you're telling me. I don't care what you look like. Did I get the message? Is yeah. it the right message? Is you telling me the right message? So I think when we when we look at that, we try we 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 need to decipher because right now it's interrelated. So we need to decipher if 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 it's gonna be about influence. What does influence look like? What do we want influence to look like? When it's power. What does the power look like? How do we obtain power? You know, whether it's in a community, together, individual, whatever status you're chasing after. And then well, <laughs> I keep forgetting, I know like three of influence, right? Yeah. No, influence, power, and leadership. And leadership. Yeah. And leadership. What is, lead- you know what I'm saying? Can we work together? I always go back to Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Marcus Garvey, all of them. That was true leadership. But guess what? You had the buy in process. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you had the buy in process. It probably was somebody who was uh, uh, behind the scenes helping Malcolm or helping, you know what I'm saying, Martin, say these powerful speeches or, you know what I'm saying? But they was the face, they was getting all the credit. yeah You see what I'm saying? So you had to be okay knowing that you were part of something special without being the one on the forefront. Mm -hmm. Then when you look at that, now we can move as a unit and and get the leadership going. We we got all these structures in place and we're all moving as a unit. Mm -hmm. It's like a chain. yeah You, You miss a link in the chain, you is dead. Yeah, exactly. it ain't nothing you can do. We all have to be on the same link. So that's why I love what we do here, because everybody, we have our de- designated roles. We all help out a certain area, but we all have our designated roles, and we all move like a unit. I can truly say, since I've been working for this organization for four years, um, that this is the most I've ever seen us move as a, truly as a unit.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I'm saying? And, and it shows. Like I said, now go back to we we had our first ever national finalists for Youth of the Year.
0: When he said, basically, we have to find our own definition of what leadership, influence, and power looks like. And I'm telling you, that MLK, Malcolm X, and Marcus Garvey comment, it was like, that's that's it. They were true leaders, but as you see in the in the Selma movie, or um, I think it was called Out of the Wilderness, which was the um, Martin Luther King documentary that came out some years ago, or you look at Malcolm X, and or you read any books on Marcus Garvey, or um, the impact that Ida B. Wells had with her, with just a pen, not just a pen, but she used her power of writing to educate so many Black folk. But There's so many people behind the scenes that are making sure that the project, the mission, the idea moves forward. And I think it's really molding new leadership and even working with current leadership in order to really take it to the next level. So when he said that, I was just like, oh my gosh, yeah, you're right. And then looking at the documentaries, like I said, you see who's really working behind the scenes to make sure that this stuff happens, but they don't even want the glory or whatsoever. They're like, no, I see that star or I see the rainbow or I see the light at the end of the tunnel. And if I support this person, we're going to get there.
2: Hmm.
1: Yep. And that's, that's, there we go. Like this whole conversation. Like to the end, you know. And like I said, I know it's a lot of it's kind of repetition, but that's what it's all about: getting to that common goal, getting to that common goal, and that's 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 it. That's what it's all about. But until we align and find our place, we won't get there. We we'll just be, we we'll just be sad and petty and complain. You know that they don't look good.
0: Yeah. So, from all the conversations that you had, I have probably a two-part question. What okay. were what were some of your biggest takeaways? And after completing this whole process, as far as like being a part of the series, and also being a researcher, has that motivated you in any way?
1: Um. First of all, I enjoyed. Sitting down doing my interviews, um, some of them won't be, won't be, uh, we won't have them on here. But um, just sitting down with the people and just getting people's opinions, and you know, you're just like man, I never thought about this that way. I never thought about this that way. So they just a lot of people sitting down with people just and kind of enlighten me. I did like probably seven, eight interviews, so it was just like um, I didn't think of this that way, or I didn't think of that this way. It was just a lot of and some stuff I just didn't know about the people that I interview you know what I'm saying you don't know a person until you actually sit down with them and I and I, and I didn't just go around interviewing people I didn't know strange total strangers but still I didn't know stuff about these certain people or, oh, I I't know you thought lot like, thought like that Or you kind of deep real deep thinking mm-hmm, I yeah. did I didn't know that you know so it was just cool to sit down with, and most of them was like my peer age you know they were around my age so it was just a cool experience to just get you know but hopefully we can get Get the minds and stuff turning, so we can start getting things going. That was that was my purpose, and me trying to help with this project was to get people just thinking and get people to acknowledging where they fall short and what we are going to do about it, and let's let's work, you know. So I hope people get that. With the hope people view in and listen to to the, these interviews of mine to other folks that participate in this project, and I think it's a, a good start. What to do. Everybody that was involved with this want to see the city of Ben Harbor progress.
0: Well, that's how you wrap up a show, y'all. <laughs> so, uh, Larry, we thank you for being a part of this series, for actually going out into the community and listening to community residents, especially around um, influence, leadership, and power. And we look forward to having you back on here again. But this wraps up the series, um, this conversation with Larry for the series of the Everyday People of the 49022. Thanks
1: for having me. Thanks for having me. Live in peace.
0: Yeah.
1: It's always Tiger Pride, baby. (laughs) Tiger Pride.
0: All right. See y'all later. All right. So that wraps up our conversation with my good friend, Larry. Really good. Like the rest of the series, really good, right? So guess what you have to do? You have to come back next week for our final episode. What? what? Did someone say final? What? No, just the last episode of the series, Everyday People of the 49022 with the Please Do Tell podcast. So we'll see you next week and um, you can help us celebrate us wrap up, wrapping up this series. See you then.